When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah. Thanks for listening to a special edition of the AZ Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Mike Luke, coming to you from the studio that Saul Bookman actually built. This is true. (laughs) All right. Now, we got big stuff to get to here today. Um, Tommy Lloyd has the contract extension. Here's the deal. Donor funds uh, were fully secure, were secured to fully cover the increase in Lloyd's university paid compensation. The five-year agreement includes a total compensation of $5.5 million in year one, escalating up to $6 million in year five. Guys, this is what Arizona needed. This is, we need, we needed good news. Fellas, we got good news. This is very good news. Yeah, it's funny because I was on your show, what was it, like uh, two hours ago, saying that I thought that he would sign the extension after the NCAA tournament. You're wrong. Uh, yeah, I mean, we knew that it was going to get done. Uh, I think the thing that impresses me about the whole situation is, A, donor-funded, and B, Tommy Lloyd is now a top-five paid coach in the country. Saul Bookman? Uh, fantastic. I mean, this this was well-deserved. And it was expected. Obviously, you guys had talked about it quite a bit. Um, hey, listen, he is one of the best coaches in the country. You've seen what Gonzaga has done since he left. You know, they started to slowly trail off, and Arizona gets stronger by the year. And you can see his imprint on this program. And he continues to recruit at a very high level. Look at next year's class. Like, what's there not to love? The only thing that's missing from his resume right now is just the ability to get into that second weekend deep and possibly to a Final Four. And I'm sure that's going to happen at some point during his tenure. So this is a, a great move by the university. And we were talking about today on the show, Saul, that he just feels com- – it just looks like he feels comfortable here. He feels Tucson. Yeah, doesn't it? It feels like he's a Tucson guy. Like he doesn't have the look of somebody that would rather be in Lexington or something like that. He just looks like somebody that would want to be in Tucson. And here's the other thing, guys. This isn't like – and this is with all due respect Arizona football. This isn't – you can get everything you need with Arizona basketball. There aren't many other schools that are better programs as far as being able to win a national championship, being able to get what you need. Like you said, he recruits at a high level. Sheer, this is awesome stuff, dude. Yeah, and I mean, like like you mentioned, like he has the practice facility, which is fantastic. So what's the only the only thing he would need would be NIL money, which he's going to probably get anyway now, you know, regardless. And, and there's always going to be situations where there are schools you don't compete with, but – I think you hit the nail on the head. Like it takes a special kind of coach. Like Kentucky fans totally thought that Tommy Lloyd was going to be theirs for the taking. And I know they have stupid money and all that, but 
you have to be a, a different type of coach mentally to coach there. And I think like, like we know, like Tommy Lloyd goes to Bob Dobbs for a beer. Like, like Tommy Lloyd to Bob Dobbs. Right. Like you can't do that. And at a lot of schools, Tucson, you can go and, and get a beer and go home and, and not be bothered. And um, it's, it's something that he likes to do. Like that's more his personality. And, and, you know, even like small things, like he, he wakes up and three, four times a week, he's playing pickleball in his backyard with, with major boosters. Like you, there's just certain things that he can do and get away with here as a human being that he couldn't elsewhere. I mean, that's exactly right. I mean, again, he is Tucson. You, you look at what this athletic program has done in just a short time with Brennan and now Lloyd, obviously uh, coming into the fold. They both represent exactly what Tucson people would like them to represent. They're all about the U of A. They're all about the student athletes. They're all about the culture of, of Arizona and they embrace it. Tommy has done that since day one. It's the only school he said he's ever wanted to go to for a reason. And to sign an extension, it should not be a shock to anybody. I don't care what those Kentucky people think that they're smoking. It ain't good enough because he was never going there in the first place. Sorry. As if this day could get any better, Arizona just announced a signing for football. So, Oh, is it the four-star kid? It's Jabari Mann, the, the linebacker that got out of his NLI with San Jose State. He's actually good. But they just this day is just ridiculous. Sorry, guys. We deserve this day, though, with all we've been through. We deserve this. Also, Saul Bookman, anything going on uh, February 28th, possibly up in uh, Tempe, uh, Arizona Tempe takeover? Some, I think there's something like we got a whole section that we're just going to uh, take over at, you know, the school up north because they never sell out. We might as well take their seats. So, uh, yeah, we got 20. We've actually sold out or we've actually sold quite a few. There's only a few remaining. So if you're going to get your tickets, get them now. Get them right now. You know where to go. Do this. Be part of the crew. All right. And now I'm, and I'm buying beers and food for anybody that comes to the illegal Pete's beforehand. So there you Ooh. go. You got that boss money right there. I like that. Oh, we got the tow tree comments coming in here. We love these. Make sure the tow tree doesn't visit Tempe. De- <laughs> All right. Now, moving forward, though, this is also awesome because, listen, let's be honest here. Going into Big 12 is going to be a gauntlet. Saul Bookman from Big 12 country went to Kansas State. You know it firsthand how much different it is. Having Tommy Lloyd, guys, being able to just in, in here being – just knowing that he's going to be the coach gives me all kinds of security because again, Arizona's about to go into a gauntlet here, fellas. It yeah, really, sorry, go ahead. Go, go, no, go ahead. Go ahead. It, it sucks. Like not having stable coaches in this business as a fan, all of it, it, it sucks, right? Like when you're wondering if your coach is going to leave and all that. And we did that with football, but like going into the big 12 and knowing what that's like, you need all. And I, and I think that's one of the reasons why the AD search happens so quickly too is stability is so important going into a new conference and a new start and so now you have your football coach you have your basketball coach locked up you have your ad and now your focus is on okay how are we going to transition to the big 12 we're full steam ahead with that yeah hey, listen guys if you look around the country they're already talking about acc schools that are ready to jump to go to either the big 10 or the sec or even the the big 12 uh you know we've had we've heard a lot of rumors already it's already started i firmly believe that arizona 
getting ahead of this right now so that way they can focus on what is to come in the uh, with the rest of the country is the best move possible look at asu and that just that just shit show they still haven't hired an ad they don't know what's happening with their athletic program and they're about to head into one of the biggest seasons uh, in school history in a new conference and really a new era of college sports because now we're basically dwindling everything down from five major conferences but soon to be three and if you're not on that merry-go-round you're going to be left off watching and you're going to be in some small conference that you're not going to want to be a part of i promise you and asu is fumbling the bag arizona is not Arizona's not. And here's the other thing, too. Um, it's not. Listen, we all we were talking about this today during the show, Saul. Listen, Arizona's obviously got some financial issues, but it ain't that bad. If the athletic director of Missouri is come, who's getting uh, taking willing to take a pay cut is coming here. If the Tommy gun is looking to sign a five year extension, it's not that bad. Again, it's not ideal. But things are okay. I just want to say this. For all those people up in Tempe and Phoenix that are, like, making fun of Tucson, I'm just saying people are clamoring to come to Tucson and taking pay cuts, and nobody's doing that to go to Tempe. So chill. We even have a $240 million deficit, and we're still making moves. Come on, ASU. Get out of here. We were talking about the, the like, the death of the athletic department <laughs> like weeks ago, and now it's like, by the way, uh, top five contract, just signed a really good football coach, just stole an AD from an SEC school to take a pay cut. It's like all of a sudden, like, you know, the, the death of Arizona athletics is, is not here yet. And then you're right. Like, you look at ASU, they can't get an AD. They haven't really, from what I understand, they're not that deep in the process because they're waiting – for certain things to happen, like the NCAA investigation and all that. And uh, it's, yeah, and Arizona's just just making moves. And again, it's it comes down to stability. You know Dillingham's going to be there. But as Mike and I were talking about, we have no idea what the future of Hurley is. There's probably got to be a decision one way or another. You don't have an athletic director, and you may not until the summer. Like, stability is important, and, and ASU doesn't have it. Yeah, a million percent. I, I don't I don't think that that ASU would ever be in a position like Arizona is anytime short, uh, soon. Hurley's going to be gone. I, I'm almost a thousand percent convinced of that. Uh, just who's going to come in and fill in for him. But Arizona, again, has positioned themselves and every single time ASU or even any other fan base wants to put a nail in, in the coffin of Arizona, i.e. the FBI investigation from several years ago. Everybody thought, oh, they're going to get the death penalty. Oh, the program's all ruined. And then nothing happened. Like, chill. We are the best team in the conference, point blank, for a reason. We have been for a while in basketball. We will continue to show that dominance in football when we go to the Big 12. Everybody else can just suck it. All right. By the way, a lot of people asking about Jacob Franklin. Jacob Franklin, the great Jacob Franklin, talks a lot on the ASU PHNX show. He doesn't like us, apparently. Jacob Franklin keeps telling us he's going to come on, Saul Bookman, and he's not following through on I, this, Saul. Yeah, I don't care. He goes to ASU. I'm not, I don't care if he's on this pod. He shouldn't be on this pod. <laughs> Why would you right. want him on this pod? I love him because he's fun to mess with. I love Jacob Franklin. Uh, All right. Now, also the other thing. So, uh, Jamari Phillips, uh, Arizona's got obviously some really nice recruits coming in next year. You got Carter Bryant, five star kid, Jamari Phillips coming in. Um, Jamari Phillips' dad said something. I don't think I'll get in trouble with the uh, texting a while back. He just said, you know what? He, you know, uh, he said, you know what? He said, Tommy just looks like he feels comfortable. He said that we've got a lot of guys that are, we've gone on recruiting visits. We've been to a lot of different play places. And he said it was very much of a kind of a, 
a stuffy environment where it was just point A to point B. And he said, Tommy just looked like he was comfortable. And he said that really played off. And he said, listen, I can't tell you where he's going to be. But at the same time, he said it's something that noticed. And if a recruit notices that, if a recruit's father notices that, that's something that uh, I think it's hard to really put a value on there, fellas. There's no BS with Tommy. Like we've, we've, I mean, I still remember when we were at whatever the tournament is in Phoenix and we asked him one question and before you knew it, we were sitting there talking to him for 25 minutes. Right. Uh, I mean, Tommy signed an extension knowing that he's going to have to put up with Bruce for another five, six, seven (laughs) years. So, I mean, yeah, he's just comfortable. Like he's just laid back. He is who he is. There's no BS. He's not going to lie or blow smoke. And, even when he's talking about the team, like like he's truthful and he's just comfortable with with who he is. And there's a lot of coaches in in pro and in college that just they're not like that. Like what you see is not what you get. But it, with Tommy, Tommy is Tommy. Like the guy in the pressers, the guy you see in public, that is who he is. Yeah, I, I wholly agree. I, I there's a lot of coaches out there in the country that will put on a great face in front of you and then you get to the program and it's quite the opposite i've actually experienced that myself when i was getting recruited out of uh, out of high school i ended up going to south mountain community college because you know i didn't really focus on grades when i was in high school and uh and my coach uh coach mendez was like i mean i thought i was gonna be like the starting guard and like all this you know i was gonna get hooked up with all this stuff the first day of practice this dude called me the mf word at least five times and i was just like wow this is a this is a stark contrast from what what happened when you were recruiting me like with tommy i just don't feel like it would be that case you know there might be a little very variability but it's not that significant it's not that drastic you know and it's it's pretty cut and dry like you know who what you're gonna get he's gonna coach you up He's going to love you, and he's going to be straightforward with you. And I, I love that about him. Saul, do you know when uh, Tommy Lloyd crapped all over me at a press conference one time? Oh, no. Oh, it was bad. It so, was bad. What, <laughs> really? Yeah, it was bad. No. So I went in there, and I asked him. I said, uh, Coach Lloyd, I said, what do you think about the nickname the Tommy Gun? And then he goes, there's like this long pause, and he's like, I was called it a few times. And I said, so you like it? And he says, no, no, I could probably find something better than that. It was it. It was the most direct outside of Bruce that I think Tommy Lloyd has ever <laughs> shot down a question. It was amazing. That is that, that is the Tommy Lloyd uh, crapping on you. Yeah, I mean, well, that that's Tommy Lloyd. No, Sean Miller would have like ripped my head off, but he yeah. just looked at me. He's like, "Yeah, let's not do that. Let's not do that." And I'm like, <laughs> "All right, coach, whatever, man, whatever." But the fact that I felt comfortable asking him that question, coach, what do you think about the nickname, the Tommy gun? He's a unique dude. He's an out amongst the people. That's where I'll, I'll be honest with you. I know sheer loves Sean Miller. I got different opinions of it. I would have never asked Sean Miller that question. No, oh, I wouldn't I mean, have either. I saw <laughs> yeah. No. no, listen, I, Sheer and I sat there basically front row, just about every single press conference in front of Sean Miller. And there was definitely like, if you're going to open your mouth and ask a question, you better know what the hell you're about to ask with him because he listen one thing i will say about sean miller i think he's a brilliant basketball mind i think he is he's as intelligent and as as thorough as any coach out there he was just he was too big for his own britches when he was here at in tucson and i just think he 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 let it get away from him a little bit uh and i think he probably found himself a little bit when he went to xavier and i think that year off probably did him some good but uh yeah you better be ready to go when you ask a question of Sean Miller, for sure. It was insane just on Sean. He has a pod, I don't know. He has a podcast now. 
Like in Arizona, there was no way that he would have ever had a pot. Yeah, Mike, Mike just gave me a look like what? Yeah, Dalen Terry was his first one of his first guests. He when has a podcast. And it's like, huh? When did this ha- when did this happen? I didn't even know I think about he's it. Like two or three episodes in. The first guest was like Dalen. He's just sitting there chilling with the- and even I was talking with someone in, in their department that I know and I'm, I don't want to give away his name. He's like, Can you believe Sean has a podcast now? And it's like, no, like when like never at Arizona would if he had a podcast. So I think Saul's right. I, I think it the whole way it ended and the year off kind of allowed him to to align himself better. I think he's more at peace. He was miserable his last few years at Arizona. All right. Yeah. yeah. So either way. Um, oh, by the way. So what is Mike Brad Rich? By the way, we don't like people with two first names, Brad Rich. You know that. So what is Mike? Who he doubles down with the BB gun, Brent Brennan, right there. We will. Uh, we'll find out about this one. Um, but uh, all right. Now, Do you know forward, any other phrases besides gun? Ah, uh, yeah. Those are those are dumb though. They're like, but they were also I stole them though from other people though, and I gave them no credit. So the um, now let's let's talk about a little bit about Arizona basketball because Saul Bookman did uh, yeoman's work filling in on the uh, post game show. Very much appreciative. Um, this team's good, Saul. This team is really good, and we were talking about it today. I think outside of uh, outside of UConn, I think Arizona's got the highest upside of any team in the country. Yeah, they do a million percent. I think when they're clicking, and really, I, I do, I do firmly believe that when. Kylan Boswell is playing at a high level. They're damn near unbeatable. I, I, there's not a lot of teams in the country that can that, – the problem is is when he goes to the bad place and he disappears, yeah. then things start, start to get a little shaky. And if everybody else isn't locked in, that's where you can kind of see the semblance of trouble should you be in the first or second or even the second weekend of, of the NCAA tournament. That's my, that's my hesitation, and that's the floor for Arizona. And I do feel like the floor – is based off of how Kylan plays uh, if everybody else isn't like just rocking and rolling. Right. But that's been few and far between. I think during that stretch when we kind of split four out of eight, right. That's what you saw. Kylan was just kind of, he disappeared. Everybody else was kind of shaky. Nobody was really uh, playing with a lot of confidence. That's totally changed now. Shout out to ASU for giving us all that confidence in a 45 point blowout. Really appreciate that hookup. Uh, and, and I think the seal, they are one of the best teams in the country when they're locked in. I don't. I, there's no hesitation. They could win it all if they're locked in, but I do think that variability is a little too much for my liking. I think these next, you know, couple weeks will really shore that up, and I hope Boz continues to play at a high level because I do feel like if he does, we got as good a chance as anybody to to raise the banner. Sure. Are you going to continue to apologize about Jaden Bradley? You've said a lot of bad stuff about Jaden Bradley. Come on, come on, Sure. Yeah, no apology. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? It, like you can now get away because even when when Kylan was struggling offensively, Jaden wasn't doing all, anything offensively. Like there was that game. I don't remember who it is against, but like Kylan was one of seven. And then you look at Jaden, and he had two points also. If he comes on offensively, you can you can get you, you need Kylan, but you can get away with Kylan maybe not having a, a great game in the tournament. And and you do want to get rid of that variance. Like UConn and me, we've seen it the last eight, nine games. You know what they're going to do, right? And Arizona's very close. Like I feel like if Arizona sweeps this week, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're at the point where you're like, okay, look, they may lose another game at the LA, but you know what you're going to get from Arizona. Whereas a month ago, we had literally no idea what Arizona team was showing up. 
Right. Yeah, you know, the other thing I would say about Jaden Bradley uh, is that with him and KJ Lewis, that's the that's the differentiator between him and Kylan is because he can come in with KJ yeah. and they can create havoc on the defensive end. And that is a little bit of a, of a difference from Kylan. And Kylan feels like if he's not rolling on offense, he's kind of, you know, he kind of disappears, whereas Jaden can influence on both ends of the court. That's what I like about Jaden. And we are all here for the Caleb Love experience. This is true. Good, bad, everything. This is one of the most enjoyable players that I've ever watched. I'm going to get Mulebach to call him the mini Mamba next time they do it. But again, the confidence is fantastic, though. I can't. uh, I'm I'm here for everything. Good, bad, everything. Caleb Love, fellas. Uh, It's fun. It's just fun. Even. Yeah, you know, I'm a, I'm I'm big on efficiency and analytics and all that, and yet somehow I enjoy myself watching him shoot five of twenty because I know that the six shot is going to go in. I have no idea why, dude. I'm telling it's so you, so true. It's so true. I think if it was anybody else, I would be like, dude, why does this guy shoot as much as he does? But for every single time he he launches, I'm like, I'm okay with it. I don't care if it's from half court. I feel like it's going to go in. So I'm totally here for I don't know if there's ever been another player quite like that in school history. Maybe for me, Jared Bayless kind of gave me a little bit of that frustration from time to time. He was really, really good, but he was a little erratic from the outside for my liking. I, Caleb kind of gives me a little bit of those vibes, except he's way better from the perimeter than, than J- Jared was. Did you also know that uh, Matt Mulebach for the second time this year got a back the A reference in during the uh, broadcast? Saul Bookman, we're making yes, big sir. plays here at the PHNX Wildcats podcast. I know. I appreciate you. I, I shouted that out during the show as well. Yes, yes, yes. Very exciting. All right. Now, Saul, what else you got going on? You got anything else going on here? What's the boss man up to? No, nothing. I'm back. At, I'm back at work after uh, all the Cox meltdown that I have la- last week. Because, Tell people uh, about this. Tell that people cable, about this. That cable company is the most atrocious cable company in the history of all cable companies. I, I absolutely detest Cox with all my might. We didn't have any Wi-Fi last week. Right. None. Zero. So we couldn't run any of our shows from the studio. So everybody was going remote like you. So. Right. I had uh, and these people weren't fortunate enough to be able to have Saul Bookman come and set up the whole studio for him like, like I did. It's true. This desk that I have here, all saw Bookman. All right, everybody. But again, we got the presser tomorrow at nine o'clock. Very, very excited for this. It is going to be the introductory presser. Uh, we'll be there. We're going to be on at 11 tomorrow, not 1030, 11. We need a little bit more, a little bit more time. But again, put this uh, takeover up, if you would, uh, Mr. Gray Jacob Franklin. Come on, let's see this. Everybody get in here. There's only a couple more tickets. Again, like Saul said, nobody goes to the ASU games at uh, ASU fans. Let's put this, let's put the U of A in here. And again, Illegal Pete, Saul said that he's uh, drinks and food. You said this, yep. Saul. I got you all. Just come out and then right. we'll have a good time. Then we'll walk over to the stadium and we'll root for the Wildcats. All right. For the boss man, Saul Bookman, for the venerable Jason Shear, I am merely Mike Luke, the great Jacob Franklin behind the scenes. You have been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.